0: We continue on the road to wisdom, a journey we explore together. We need wisdom more than ever in our lives to help us make sense of it all. The sages tell us that just like our complexion, our face, don't look alike, no two people look alike, so too no people think alike. Now, at first glance that seems kind of obvious, but I don't think we actually delve deeply into that statement. What does it mean you and I don't think alike? Is it because, I don't know, I'm so-called Haredi and you might not consider yourself that way? Is it because I'm an American and you don't, uh, and you might be South African or Israeli or whatever? That, that is part of it, but that's, that's not really what he's trying to say. Those are very cultural stuff. He's saying that there are no two minds that process knowledge in the same way. Process knowledge. You see, I'm talking to you right now. I'm sharing some thoughts. It's impossible for two of you to understand what I'm saying and digest it in the exact same way, even though it's only me saying one thing. Why? Because your mind processes that knowledge in a unique way based on your nature, your nurture and just the way Hashem created you. So for example let's say you're an architect you walk into a room, you will see the room through a different eye than a non-architect. Another example a, a very much you know more common example men and women you know for a guy the colors are black blue red yellow basically the basic colors right and maybe a little pink and green now for a woman she'll see much more she'll see you know hibiscus and salmon look and god knows what other colors and burgundy and and and, and like the guys like uh what and the only reason I learned these words is from comedies about guys who don't understand colors. And I still don't even know what these colors look like. For me, it's like, okay, red, purple. No, it's not red. It's Is the guy not seeing something? He's not processing it in the same way. So for him, whatever, just another shade of red. Another shade of blue. right? Light blue. Dark blue. No, this is sky blue. And then, ah, give me a break. Who's right? It's a stupid question who's right. Obviously, from a a purely objective view, the woman is seeing more color, so she must be more right. In general, they always right. But that's not the point here. The point is that his view is valid, because for him, it doesn't really make a difference. And that's what he's seeing. You can't force him to see something. Some people are more intellectual. Some people have more, you know, sense with their hands. Could just make something, you know... You, if, if I ever had to be an electrician, I think the world would would literally uh, have its lights out. I just don't have that wisdom in my hands. My wife does. So when it comes to building in the house, guess who does it? Oh, you chauvinist! No, it's con- on the contrary. It's a good thing. It's progress. Um... I just don't get it. It's not because I'm bad, it's just my, my mind looks at a hammer and a nail and doesn't process the, the dynamic relationship between the two the way another mind does. And the examples are endless. I mean, why do some people love this sport over a different sport? It's not only because you're better at it, you just have this intuition that pulls you, you just have that tennis hand, and you have that, that build for swimming, and you just have that process. It's the way it processes within you. So for some people, they'll tell you, wow, training's the most fun thing you could do. The average Joe Schmo will look at you and say, oh my God, I cannot think of a bigger hell than training. Why? Is one more fit than the other? That's not the reason. Often the person that's not training can just naturally fit it's just the way we process the reality we all process and and you'll see this even more so by ot's you know an ot will will start telling you about if you are tactile defensive how you're processing the world around you and that's again in very physical ways you know if you have children who need ot you know that each one of us process like Some of us will squirm from a little uncomfortable clothing and the other person won't. We all process this world in different ways. Have I made my point clear? I think I did. And we process knowledge in our own unique ways. That's the punchline. We process knowledge differently. And because we process knowledge differently... It leads to a fundamental question that people struggle with. Is there more than one truth? Because you and I cannot see the world exactly the same way. And even when we're talking the same ideas, we're understanding it based on very different backgrounds and personalities and worldviews. So who's right? So it's a question I've struggled with a lot and I I can't claim to have fully come to an answer. At least an answer that deeply resonates with me. But here's my thoughts and I'd love to hear yours. When it comes to action, there is a single truth. Don't kill has no nuance to it. Don't kill. Don't take a knife and stab another person. Don't shoot another person. There's no nuance. It's straightforward. Don't steal. Don't hit. Don't commit adultery. There, There are singular truths in behaviors. But then when it comes to intellectualism, it's very different. Yes, there are certain things that are false. There are certain ideas that are patently false. Communism is a false idea because it doesn't stand a chance. Fascism is a false idea because it's evil. Communism also turns into evil, but it doesn't start that way. Many other ideas out there are silly and stupid, but there are many ideas that fit within the framework of it could be true, it's my perspective. As long as it doesn't negate a fundamental value, and we're talking obviously from a Torah perspective, if it doesn't negate the fundamental value that Torah puts as a supreme value, then you and I could have very different truths. So is the right way to be a Jew in this world modern Orthodox, Haredi, Litvak Haredi, Hasidic Haredi, Mea Charedi, modern Orthodox, very Zionist, medium Zionist, modern Orthodox, um, the Israeli version or the American version, Mizrahi. You understand, there's multiple ways. Which one's true? That's a stupid question. As long as they're all doing the fundamentals the same, putting on tefillin, Light Shabbos candles, keep kosher. Their behaviors are not negating Torah values. Their perspectives can then all be true. Think about that. People sit there saying, which one's the right way? Who says there is a right way? There is no right way, friends. God didn't create us to see the world through singular eyes. We're not created that way, so who in the world ever convinced us that there's one truth? The question that you have to ask yourself, is it your truth? Now I don't, when I say your truth, I don't mean it the way, you know, people in the modern world say, uh, oh, this is my truth. No, because if it negates a Torah value, then it's not your truth. It's my truth that I believe in euthanasia. Or it's my truth that I believe in infanticide, um, or some other ridiculous thing. No, no, no. There's no my truth that negates a, a fundamental that God says no. As we explored in previous lessons, there are parameters to thought. But as long as it's not negating a fundamental principle and value of Hashem, yeah, it's your truth. Do you resonate? With a right-wing stance of Judaism, do you resonate with a left-wing stance of Judaism? Do you resonate with right-wing politics or left-wing politics? Obviously, extremes are always wrong. But where do you gravitate to? What pulls you in the right direction? You know, both right-wings and left-wings will often say there's only one truth. No, there isn't. There's, There's values that each group of people bring to the table. Not extremists, again. Centrists. We have to let go of this mishagas, of this nonsense, of this falsehood that there's one way of seeing the world, and it's my way. You know, I've gotten a lot of questions recently about this new Netflix series, My Unorthodox Life. (sighs) Whatever. Um, Personally, the idea of a 50-year-old woman acting like an uh, 18-year-old and that coming across as liberated and showing off her wardrobe worth millions to the world is not my definition of of sophistication, but that's that's you know again my personal taste. But people sit there saying, "Oh my gosh, do you see the world she describes? The Orthodox world is so confined and this and that." And I always tell people, when it comes to criticizing Orthodoxy, I could do a much better job <laughs> because I grew up there. I know its faults. I lived it, I saw it, but I also know its strengths. And the faults she points out are not its faults. And she doesn't see its strengths. She's entitled to her point of view, and that's fine. But to just disrespect hundreds of thousands, millions of people who, who adopt a certain worldview and consider them closed minded peanut-brain, it's condescending. It's patronizing. It's disrespectful. You could sit there saying and saying, it doesn't resonate with me. That's fine. But you can't say it's wrong. Did God say it's wrong? Based on what value are you saying it's wrong? You could, you could maybe criticize certain things and say it doesn't. it's not the way I think you should engage the world. I don't think you should lock yourself behind ghetto walls. I don't think you should not own a TV. Fine, and we could argue, should you own a TV? Should you not o- own a TV? Um, what If you own a TV, what should you watch on TV? Those are all debates, discussions, conversations. And you could say, it doesn't resonate with me. I don't want to live in Meir Sharim with Pais down, you know, all the way down to my belly button and a beard that uh, I could wrap around. Fine, you're entitled to sit. No one's asking you to grow that long beard. Although, you know... you. Just between me and you. It's becoming really, really cool to grow beards. So just wait. Mm -hmm, It's coming. Yep, everyone's going to be wearing beards soon. You don't have to. Do what you want. But don't look at the other person and say, "Ugh, gross. What a bunch of idiots. Again, if they're negating God's values that Hashem made very clear, then it's wrong. give you an example. Notori Karta, the extreme, the extremists who go and stand with anti-Semites. I know they're wrong because they're going and shaking the hands of people who kill Jews. So their Zionistic views don't really matter to me. It's, you know, because Zionism could be a debate, but it's, it's their behavior that I could be 100% certain is evil. Because they're doing something against the Torah value. Do I personally agree with their Zionist views? Not at all. But if their views are just views and they're not hurting anybody, and they're not negating the Torah principles of Avat Yisrael loving a Jew and loving our Holy Land, fine, do your thing. But you're going and shaking hands with terrorists? Mm -mm. No, that's evil. So, you see, there are parameters. I'm not saying, I'm not like that, you know, those idiots or the, the modern day left wing that says everyone's entitled um, to an opinion. There's moral relativism. The Nazis were right from their perspective. No, they weren't. It's nonsense. They weren't right. They're wrong. 100% wrong. How do I know? Because God said so. But the moment you're not opposing God, have your view. And don't be threatened by mine. You know, I know that in the last 15 minutes I've said a few things that might sit there getting people... The backup. Why? We don't have to agree. But can't you respect my right to a different perspective? And truth is, do you want me to see the world exactly like you? Because if I did, then you wouldn't be original. You would have a lot of clones. And I don't think there's anything that kills individuality and pride than having somebody walk around that's your clone. I don't want to be your clone and I don't want you to be my clone. I don't want you to see the world exactly the way I I do and it's impossible anyway. But I want us to be able to have a conversation and and we can learn from each other and we can adjust our views make them a little more malleable, move them around, allow them to mature, but with respect and dignity to each other, because our faces are not alike, our perspective, our way of processing knowledge is not alike, and that is the intention. The intention is that when we sit across a Talmud, you and I will understand it differently that you and I will learn a verse of the Torah and we'll understand it differently. That we'll walk around this world trying to make sense of how to live our lives and we'll do it differently. And this is wisdom. You see, wisdom is being true to the way you see this world. Not to your biases, because that's not wisdom, but to your unique way of processing knowledge. Because you process knowledge in your own unique way, you'll develop wisdom that nobody else can. And then you could share it based, based on the way you process, you have so much to share with us. There's no such a thing as repeating somebody else's cliche. No, you have your own wisdom. Nobody's lived your life and nobody processes life like you. So why don't you share it with us? Why don't you tell us what you've seen? We all have what to learn from your perspective. Not when you're quoting somebody else. Not when you're reading out a nice line from a poet. Tell us your perspective. Tell us your wisdom. What have you learned? We want to hear you. Have a good one.